How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we're talking about what a lot of people think is the top prospect of this team, Spencer Jones. Recently had an interview with The Athletic, and my God, this guy is working hard. Uh, I mean... There's nobody else on this team that's working harder than this man is right now to get his stuff right. Spencer Jones, obviously, freak athlete, can play a lot of defensive alignments, you know, could be our future center fielder. He's almost ready to be a big leaguer, right? 2025, I think that's the max. That's that's what we're going to see in max. We could see in this upcoming season if there's an opportunity that arises. But the major issue for Spencer Jones was his strikeout rate. You know, obviously his on-base percentage dipped a bit, um, you know, when he got to double uh, A and struggled a little bit in Hudson Valley with the on-base percentage, but... Creating more loft. That was really the primary goal this offseason was to elevate the baseball. He hit a lot of ground balls last year, around 50% ground ball rate. And he's got generational power. So, you know, theoretically, logically, you put it together. If generational power and you elevate the ball, you're going to hit a lot of freaking home runs. But if you have an even plane and you have a lot of power, you're going to hit really hard ground balls. We've seen that with uh, Giancarlo Stanton, by the way, the ground ball rate increasing. Um, you know, it's a little bit slow on the fastball. He has a lot of power. But then you're kind of struggling because he's not elevating the baseball. So now they're trying to work on getting that loft, that that kind of elevation, that launch angle up to help him create more fly balls. And, of course, that should result in more home runs. So, Ryan, let's discuss kind of Spencer Jones here, what this future could look like because Spencer Jones has elite qualities. He could be a really good freaking MLB player, a guy that we look back and say, thank God we did not trade him. You know, but before we dive into the good stuff, how do you today, my friend? I'm doing excellent. I'm not going to lie, Alex. These are these are excellent news for Spencer Jones. And as somebody who, you know, has been looking at what, you know, the things he does well, things he does poorly, the big thing that stood out was the inability to get out in front and pull the ball in the air. And what's the exact thing he's working on? Getting out in front and pulling the ball in the air. If he figures out a way to do that consistently, like he doesn't have to do it at an elite clip, just at like an average one. His game power, his raw is going to go up through the roof because we know his raw power is just ridiculous. Like this is a guy who, I mean, Alex, he needs no introduction in terms of raw power. The dude hits tanks, right? Like if you see him hit, if you've seen the exit velocities, if you see how well he's done in terms of just putting up exit velos, his, his raw power grades, they're stupendous. But the issue is a 46.9% ground ball rate and only a 37.2% pull rate, right? Going the other way isn't a bad thing for ground balls, right? But it's a bad thing for home runs typically because if you're trying to go the other way with a fly ball, it doesn't really do much for you, right? You're not really able to always go and get the most out of the distance on that ball. Uh, now, he does have enough raw power where it's like it doesn't always matter that much, right? But he only hit 16 home runs last year. We want that number to get higher, right? We want him to be able to be a 30-plus home run threat. And, you know, given his defensive excellence, I mean, he is in the 99th percentile in terms of athletic scores. The dude has power and strength and speed that we just, that combination just shouldn't exist, especially at his size. Um, but he has that ability. And, you know, I know that the comparisons to Aaron Judge are there. I know the comparisons um, to, you know, even John Carlos Stanton are there in terms of his ability to crush the baseball. But this is a guy who has an ability to be, you know, one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball and also hit 30 home runs in a season, and that type of player would be critical, like, that type of player would be stupendous for the New York Yankees to add, um, you know, again, I'm looking at a guy like uh, Spencer Jones, I'm saying, I already see that that home run to fly ball rate was at 18% this past season, and that's a pretty good number, that's not bad, um, but imagine if he increases the amount of uh, fly balls he's hitting, and imagine if he's pulling a little bit more, maybe we get closer to 20% of his fly balls going for home runs, that would be huge. Like you get a, a one in five ratio to, for fly home runs to fly balls, 
And we're talking about a, a hitter who's going to challenge, you know, for a home run crown. We're talking about a hitter who's going to do damage. His ability to hit for average is actually pretty impressive because, again, the guy is huge and does strike out a lot. So you expect his average to not be great, but it's remained pretty solid. He hit around 260, 270 this past year. Um, you mentioned the on-base percentage. He does have to work on swing decisions, but... I can live with mediocre swing decisions if the game power is really good and if the defense is really good. Um, if he's a guy who hits 260 and has a 330 OBP, but he's slugging 500, am I really going to care? Not really, right? Like that's an 830 OPS type of hitter from the left-handed side. That's a guy who could play great defense in a premium position. That's a guy who also stole over 40 bases last year. He is an aggressive, aggressive base runner. He is not shy to go out there and force action that's a four to five war player. And, and Alex, when you play great defense at a premium position, that sets you up for an MVP ceiling, right? Like think of the best players to play for the New York Yankees uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. All of them have been able to provide premium defense um, as well, right? Like Alex Rodriguez, when he was winning MVPs with the Yankees, he played a really excellent third base. Aaron Judge, when he won his MVP, was not only playing a strong right field, but he also looked pretty good in center field, right? And obviously when he contended for his MVP uh, race that he probably should have won in 2017, but I'm not going to split hairs over that. Uh, he also played excellent defense in right field. So great defense, I think, not only helps your floor, but it also increases your ceiling. I mean, a big thing conversation that we've had about Gleyber Torres is if he was a great defensive second baseman, we probably, like, we're talking about a guy who's probably making $30 million a year, right? Like, or close to it, right? Like, that's that's the type of player we'd be talking about. So, great defense really helps the player's profile. And in case of Spencer Jones, in a position like center field where the Yankees don't really have a set option, like, they're throwing Judge out there right now, I don't think that's a permanent solution. I don't think Dominguez is a long-term center fielder, although maybe he's competent enough out there. Um, and then Trent Grisham, like, I don't think that the Yankees view Trent Grisham as the center fielder of the future, even though he's really young. Um, so, Spencer Jones is a unique opportunity. I know people talk about, hey, should you move him to first? base no you don't move a premier defensive center field to the first base you put them in center field you let athletes be athletes right and that's a big thing for this team if you're going to be younger if you're going to get more athletic let these guys be athletes right we want Volpe pushing the, the envelope and, and, and stealing bases we want Dominguez you know running out flying all around the bases we want Spencer Jones yes even at 6-7 and people are going to say what if he gets hurt we see guys get hurt jogging. Stanton pulled his hamstring jogging. Like, that just happens. Acceleration, deceleration could cause injuries as well. We want these guys to give it their all. We want these guys to play the brand of baseball that they're comfortable playing. I don't want these guys to play scared of getting hurt. Um, and Spencer Jones, just again, a remarkable athlete, Alex. This is huge news for the Yankees. It is. I mean, look... You kind of bring up an interesting point here uh, when Spencer, with, with in regard to Spencer Jones, like being a center fielder be, or being an outfielder, a starting level player there because of his defense as well as his offense. But the Yankees have an interesting situation unfolding here now, right? So I, personally, I don't think Alex Verdugo is coming back after the season. I think he was a one year kind of guy because I don't think they're going to pay Juan Soto and Verdugo. Um, unless Verdugo has a really bad season and like, well, we can bring him back on a cheap deal. Um, that's the only way I see it possible. But Juan Soto is the one you have to keep. You don't send Michael King and you know several other quality pitchers, Brito and Vasquez, to not make a strong push at retaining him. But the question is, how do you fit Aaron Judge, Stanton? I mean, Stanton's kind of your DH, so you don't really have to worry about him. But how do you fit Judge, um, Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, and Juan Soto in the same outfield? Right, like that's going to be an equation that the Yankees have to figure out. Well, I'll say this: having Spencer Jones and Jason Dominguez ready to go in 2025 as starters is a good insurance policy in case the Yankees do lose uh, Juan Soto. So worst case scenario, you got two young budding players who could be something truly special, um, you know, playing 
on this Yankee team as their future and their young pre-arbitration, super, super cheap. That gives you an excuse to go out and get like a Corbin Burns and bring in another star level player. Um, Cause now you don't have Juan Soto under contract at that significant, uh, significant um, yearly salary. But let's say in a perfect world, they do bring back Soto, which I think you and I can agree. They just should definitely do. Um, what do you do with Jason Dominguez and Spencer Jones? So, there has to be some sort of position battle here where I think, like, you're fighting for that starting center field job. Um, you know, when it comes to Aaron Judge, preferably because of his size, his, you know, his athletic profile, you don't want him in center field because it increases the probability of injury. You want him in a corner outfield spot. Preferably, I think, right now, I think we probably both agree, Judge in left field makes the most sense and so on right field just because right field's the easier in Yankee Stadium and you know you don't want to put Soto in in a liable kind of spot defensively because he's not very good in that regard so it makes sense to have Judge in left where he's really not hasn't played much but I think he would be more than fine holding his own there personally I'm not too concerned about that but when it comes to um center field you know I'll ask you this like Spencer Jones Jason Dominguez those two guys battling it out for the starting job what happens to the guy that loses? Does the guy that loses get traded? Does, does he get moved? Or do you just hold on to him and that's your number one depth guy? Trent Grisham, you know, best to you, but you're going to be buried behind one of those two guys. Um, how do you think that plays out? Let's say you extend Soto. Now you have Spencer Jones, Dominguez, two top-level prospects battling it, battling it out for starters. Like, what do you, what is your kind of solution there? Yeah, so the way I look at it is, you know, you kind of reevaluate at the deadline, right? Like if Staten's having that rebound year and you're like, all right, we've got the DH of the New York Yankees back, John Carl Stanton's playing at the level he's going to play at. And look, people can flaw out the idea of should the Yankees try to trade Stanton if he plays really well? I think every team in baseball will be like, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. You're trying to offload him because you don't think he's going to be very good down the future. And maybe you could deal him. And if that's something you want, we can, we, if that's something that, you know, becomes available, you have to look into it. But let's assume the Yankees aren't trading John Carlos Stanton and he's playing really well. Maybe you do have to move Spencer Jones, right? Like maybe it's a situation of, all right, you know, Dominguez is here. Stanton's playing his tail off. Soto and Judge are playing as well as they're playing. Um, you know, like that's, that's what we're going to do. Like we're going to focus around these four guys and that's our like short term kind of situation with the outfield configuration. That's fine. Um, but that's not the projected outcome, right? Like Stan isn't projected to have a big time year. He's projected to be like an okay player, right? Um, and he's older, right? Like there's that outcome where he's not very good. There's that outcome where, you know, is Jason Dominguez necessarily a proven MLB player yet? Not necessarily, right? Like you have to wait and see on that front. Um, how about Juan Soto? What if he doesn't come back, right? Like stuff like that. Those are all variables you have to look after. Um, but I still think like you should look at Spencer Jones as the center fielder of the New York Yankees. And I'm going to throw a little fun comparison out here for, for Yankee fans. I'm going to throw this comparison out here and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, this is the type of guy you could end up getting. I mean, look at the hitter that Adolis Garcia was last year, right? A lot of strikeouts, 27.7%, high swinging strike rate, 14.4%. This guy goes up there and he whiffs like crazy, but he went from hitting 43.3% ground balls in 2021 to hitting just 36.8% ground balls in 2023, 46.9% fly ball rate. I mean, if you get that outcome out of out of Spencer Jones, you get a guy that, that hits kind of like that profile of, you know, again, 245 average, 322, 328 on base. That's not impressive. Those are both like average to below average marks, but a 508 slugging percentage for a 124 WRC plus, that's what make a, makes a Dolas Garcia, a Dolas Garcia, right? And we know he can play center field. He can also play right field, big arm, great range, great athlete, right? Like that kind of situation with Spencer Jones. Man, that's the type of hitter I want in the middle of my lineup. And maybe he doesn't have the dramatic flair of Adolis Garcia. We've seen him, uh, you know, we've seen him pimp some home runs. And I can't lie, I'm a little bit envious that we don't have a player like that on our team. Uh, well, that's a little bit disingenuous. Soto is definitely capable of doing that. Um, but 
I think that if you get a, that type of outcome where it's, again, like, not a high OBP player. I don't think Spencer Jones will ever be that, but, like, just a huge power bat. Middle of your order. Hits 39. I mean, imagine a 39 home run season for Spencer Jones. Well, you've got Aaron Judge there. We've got, like, a 27-year-old Juan Soto there. I mean... Come on, good lord, right? Like, that's the type of stuff you dream of, right? Um, and, of course, you have Jason Dominguez. Let's say you have a lineup where you have Dominguez, Judge, Soto, Jones, or just, like, I don't even I don't even know what you do there, right? You got too many lefties. There's no such thing as too many lefties, but it's a great feeling, you know? Like, I, I really do think that Jones can become that, but I do think his role is in center field. Again, I have zero interest in him moving to first base, none at all. I think that's a waste of his defensive talents. Um, I know that this is kind of crazy to float out, float out there, but... I would rather every other outfielder on the team, like literally anybody else that's currently on the mate, that's currently considered as major league depth for the Yankees in their outfield. I would consider them all first base targets before I move Jones out there. Cause I think Jones is a better defensive player than all of them in the outfield. That's again, not really to sit here and uh, demean anybody defensively. And yes, I'm including Aaron judge here. I think Spencer Jones is at this point in time, a little bit of a better uh, defensive player, but that makes sense, right? Like he's younger. He has a little more wheels to him. Um, I imagine when he's 32 years old, he's not going to be as fast as he is now at 22, right? Um, but I just think Jones is such a talented defender, Alex. You have to take advantage of that. If this guy can contend, not even win, just, just let's just say contend for gold gloves out in center field with that bat. We're, again, we're talking about MVP caliber upside. And, and I, I want to hammer this point home of upside because it's so important. The ability to produce, like the Yankees drafted Spencer Jones, not with the hopes that he would become a solid MLB player. They could have drafted somebody else for that. They could have gone with a safer college pick, but they drafted Spencer Jones with the idea that this guy could win an MVP for them, right? That's why they drafted him. That's why they drafted Aaron Judge back in 2013. Again, not because he's a safe sound fundamentally everything's right type of player it's because the dude hits bombs and there's that outcome where he becomes a great player and he became a great player now they're trying it again and they think they can get a great player outcome out of spencer jones and i'm not saying that he has to be aaron judge to be a great player i'm just saying he has to be a pretty good hitter to be a great player right because of how good the base running and defense are and again just having that from the left-handed side I, and I want to I want to get your take on this too. It feels like the Yankees are finally more left-handed, and it feels like their farm system is more left-handed too. Wells, Rice, Jones, Dominguez—that's four guys right there. Back when the Baby Bombers came up in 2017, their top guys were all right-handed. So this is a nice change of pace, and I think that'll help the Yankees have more lineup balance going into the future. I mean, we complained a lot about them last year in their heavily right-handed hitting lineup, and now you add Soto and Verdugo, and this team now is very balanced in terms of the batting order. Um, as for the pitching, you know, you got Carlos Rodon, Esther Cortez. The bullpen's a little bit right-handed heavy, but, you know, there's some pieces you can bring back, whether it's, you know, Wandy Peralta um, and whatnot. So, you know, this team is certainly a lot more diverse. The batting average is going to increase. And when it comes to Spencer Jones, look, like, the dude is built for Yankee Stadium. Like, they drafted him, like you said, with the intention of him becoming a star, and he fits Yankee Stadium like a glove. If he could have an on-base percentage of 34% and hit 30-plus homers per year and you know get on base and steal 20-plus bags a season and play really good defense, I'll take that, man. I think most of you guys would too. Um, so I'm feeling pretty confident that Spencer Jones with the right development and a little bit more time is going to be something special, man. You don't find six foot six freak athletes like this all the time. Guys that stole 40 bags in one season at that, at that size – it's rare, man. And by the way, let's talk about some of the quotes for a second here because there's a lot of information that I think um, you know we're missing right off the bat. So this is this is a quote that what Jones said about how he's working on his swing. 
He see, he says it, it feels more athletic, more like an athletic move now. Um, I'm able to stay grounded a lot better, and my eyes are in a better position for release and seeing spin. Simplifying my moves and allowing myself to be a, uh, in a more athletic trigger spot allows you to create multiple reads off the ball. If your initial read isn't great, you're still in an athletic position to fire from, which allows you to make decisions in a, a, lot, uh, a little bit better. Ultimately, the goal was to put myself in an athletic launching position, and once you get there, practice on firing toward different pitches in different directions. I've done a lot of post-stride work uh, to where it's like I'm getting my eyes where I need to be and having my hands in the launch position and then being able to fire multiple pitches in multiple directions so that gather comes along with the timing. I'm able to cover more ground now. So I think this is exactly where he needed to be improving because we saw that his you know whiff rate, his chase rates, like they were up and the strikeout rate was up and I think he was just a little bit behind pitches. He wasn't identifying them properly, which also affected his on-base percentage. Um, we're going to see better contact from Spencer Jones with a better launch angle. We could see a different player this year. And I want to throw one thing on the defensive thing that I defensive side that I think you'll enjoy. Um, so basically, the Yankees have had him watching Kevin Kiermeyer film, and you know we've talked about Kevin Kiermeyer a lot um, in terms of his defensive efficiency, and we wanted him on the team as a depth piece. We went with Trent and Christian in the Soto deal instead, but you know Kiermeyer ends up signing back, I think, on a one-year, ten million dollar deal. But they have him watching Kevin Kiermeyer. You know that's a great player to be watching. He's one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Like, mim- like trying to mimic his style after Kiermeyer defensively. I mean, I, I think that's generally a positive move. Clearly, they have him working overtime right now to expedite that growth process. If he hits his stride and we see him dominate double A to start the year and then quickly jump to triple A and the Yankees need somebody, he's going to be there and ready to go. Like, I, I really do think if the Yankees need him, he will be ready. But I think 2025 is more of a realistic transition period. Yeah, and as you mentioned with the looking at Spencer, uh, looking at Kevin Kiermaier film, this is a guy who, I mean, a mat, like the athleticism is elite, right? And, and the the um, intangibles defensively for Spencer Jones have always been pretty good. He didn't play uh, he didn't play center field in college because he happened to be next to probably the best defensive center field prospect of the last decade, Enrique Bradfield Jr. If you guys are not acclimated with how good he is defensively, when the Baltimore Orioles drafted him. They basically drafted a guy who could play Major League Baseball right now uh, because of how good he is defensively. Like, that guy will win a gold glove. I I promise you that. He will 100%. Like, the reason I'm saying, like, just contend for Spencer Jones is not because I think Kevin Kiermaier is going to be winning gold gloves in his 40s, but because I think Enrique Bradfield Jr. is going to be stealing gold gloves from Spencer Jones for his entire tenure with the Baltimore Orioles, unless he's traded. Um, But... Yeah, like that the 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 tools there are excellent. And then you think of like his background in pitching. Like when we talked to him, Alex, he talked about the fact that yeah, he was a pitcher, right? And you know, that background like probably throws straight gas, right? Like I imagine a six seven dude as strong as Spencer Jones was throwing absolute cheese uh, when he was a pitcher. Imagine what he's doing in the outfield with, you know, time to do a crow hop and everything and, and pulling straight down. Like, he's he's probably really getting up there. Um, so the arm strength is elite. We know that. Um, the range, too, like a big reason why Aaron Judge is such a threat defensively is he's just huge, right? Like, he can just say, here's this ball that would get over somebody else's head. I'm just going to put my arm up and do a little leap, and it's, I'm going to get there, right? He's got insane reach. That's part of the appeal of having a guy who's that tall and can move that fast. You aren't supposed to be able to move that fast at that height. That's not, like, that's just not something you're supposed to be able to do. Um, and it's cool that he referenced, like, other sports. He referenced, like, different position players in, like, the fo- in football um, and in basketball and, and talked about how they're able to stay quick and athletic despite their size. 
right? Like, I'm not going to make this comparison from, like, a, like what they'll accomplish standpoint, right? But what makes a guy like LeBron James a freak of nature is because he's, like, 6'9", and he moves like a guard, right? Like, he's explosive. The guy just, like, he can full-on sprint. I mean, you think of, like, the block on Iguodala. Like, he's literally a freight train running straight down the court at full speed, and you're like, you shouldn't be able to move like this. Spencer Jones center field is kind of that same situation. All of these great defensive center fielders are smaller dudes. Like, they just can't get to certain balls that are over their heads because it doesn't matter how fast you are. You, there are just certain things that are physically impossible. Spencer Jones can run as fast as a lot of those guys. He, he runs about, like, he might have 90th percentile sprint speeds. And 90th percentile sprint speeds pair with the ability to just say, oh, yeah, and I can probably just do this and catch a ball that Harrison Bader, for example, would have to, like, full-on jump, perfectly time, just have a chance at the ball. Um, and, oh, yeah, he also has a freaking cannon for an arm. He could probably spin move, throw a ball, like, 90 miles an hour. So just all of the raw physical tools on top of the fact that he is a pretty decent route runner, like, you can, like, it's just, it's an unfair combination of defensive skills. Like, um, if you could make Kevin Kiermeyer like, half a foot taller without losing any speed, he would probably have, like, 200 defensive runs saved in his career if he doesn't already. Like, he might have, he would be, like, by far the best defensive player of all time. I'm not saying Spencer Jones is going to be the best defensive player of all time. That's an, inc like, that would be an insane claim to say. But again, he just, he has an unbelievable physical advantage over everybody else defensively out there. So even if the route running is average, hell, even if it's below average, Alex, he's probably going to end up being a positive defender out there. So if he's going to ever get consistently, like, positive route running outcomes, I just, like, I just fear what he can do in center field. I fear for other teams. And then, like, looking at the Yankees' defensive alignment, like, Judge has a freaking cannon. Uh, like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to imagine, like, I actually, I do want to imagine what it would be like for, like, a, a shallow fly ball that dunks into center field and some poor runner at second base thinks they're going to score at home and Spencer Jones just rears back and throws a, a laser, a frozen rope. Ball gets there a foot before the runner is even close. Like, you're just going to be able to do fun things in the outfield, and I think he's going to be a big part of anchoring the Yankees defensively out there. And with the acquisition of a guy like Harrison Bader, their trade for a guy like uh, Trent Grisham, and their interest previously in Kevin Kiermaier, it tells me that getting having good defense in center field is of great importance to the New York Yankees, Alex. They, they really do value it. And Spencer Jones will give them the opportunity to value that, sure, but also have a good hitter. Like, I, no disrespect to Harrison Bader. I think he's a really good player. He was fun. He's sick. I love him. Um, but, like, it just wasn't fun to watch him hit sometimes. Kevin Kiermaier, not a consistently great hitter. Trent Grisham, not a consistently great hitter. Spencer Jones could actually be a consistently great hitter. That's what you're dreaming of. That's what you're, like, kind of frowning at the mouth at. Absolutely. You got you got to commit to that upside, and I think the Yankees are holding on to him in these trade talks because of it. But, guys, always happy to hear your perspectives down below in the YouTube comments section. Make sure to like and subscribe, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.